Hello and welcome to Grace Life Rondebosch. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. some things on social media um, maybe I don't know if you watch TV especially Christian television or whatever but you may have seen and heard some different people giving prophetic words for 2023 and uh, different it's the year of you fill in the blanks and uh, I purposefully went this morning to try and find more because uh, I ignore that stuff um, <laughs> so I had to go and purposefully look and um, the only way to actually do it, because I think some Christian magazine should actually just list what everyone says, and then it's easier just to see it for my, for my purposes, not for anyone else's purposes. But it would be helpful because I couldn't find a lot. And so I had to go and put in someone's name and then put word for 2023 and like, kind of like sift through things. And so uh, here are some that I found. 2023 will be the year of the maximum, the year of the highest level at- attainable. And I'm going to have to pause before I read the rest and comment. <laughs> because I read stuff like that and I think, what are you thinking? <laughs> and what are the people following you thinking? Because how can this year be the, like every year it's the best year yet. And, you know, I, I, I think, um, I read another one, I should have actually looked for it specifically, that said this is going to be your best year yet because we go from glory to glory. And before you say amen, that's a misquote. Going from glory to glory is talking about the old covenant glory to the new covenant glory. It doesn't mean life gets better and better. You know, the ultimate better is death. (laughs) Anything before that might be difficult. Look at all of the, 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 the apostles. Look at all the early church. Beheaded, drugs through the streets to death. You know, all sorts of martyrs throughout the church history. And yet, this is going to be your best year yet. It might not be. You know, let me read another one. I believe that the Lord in 2023 is going to establish many people. He is going to establish ministries. He's going to establish entrepreneurship and businesses. I think we all want that. But why wasn't God doing it last year? Does He not want to do it next year? Is this your opportunity that you might miss? The next one, the year of the fulfillment of, this was my favorite, the year of the fulfillment of all God's promises to you. There's so many things, because now what I'm thinking of is, is like, anyway, how, how is that possible? Um, all things are possible, yes, but like, I'm, I'm just looking at that, I'm thinking like, maybe some of the things aren't supposed to come to pass this year. And uh, uh, anyway, let me not even get into that. 2023, the year of heaven on earth. Because 2022 and 2021 and COVID and all of that was hell on earth, right? So it has to get better. And then this one was another favorite, the year of rest and acceleration. I think we all want that. And we can't all experience, we all want to experience that. But a lot of these things is what God wants for us every year. And I don't think there's something wrong with having a focus for a year. You know, the year of... Um, Holy Spirit, whatever, you know, and, and then that's something that we're teaching on and we're digging into with the year of um, um, greater glory, because you, it doesn't mean that this year 
is that and last year wasn't. It just means we're focusing in on that. So we're contending for that. So we want more of that. So there's nothing wrong with having a word for the year. Okay. But I think there's something wrong when, when we're, we're, we're saying that this is our year of healing. Because last year wasn't or next year isn't. You know, it's like we, we kind of get weird with things like that. Especially in charismatic circles. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But we must remember a lot of these people who give these words for the year didn't see COVID coming. So that should be a bit of an eye-opener, that we don't take them so seriously. Okay? The prophetic is real. Yeah, God wants to speak to you about your year ahead. I really believe that. Okay? And it only happens, it can happen through a prophet. We had uh, Marcus Wick here at the end of last year, and uh, I don't know what happened because I couldn't hear anything uh, when I was in Albania. But maybe you got a word, maybe it was a blessing for you and it was directional or not. But um, God's best, and He would have said the same, uh, uh, is for God to speak to you directly. He wants to communicate with you, not via anybody else. Okay? So, you know, God wants to communicate to you, and you've got to test it against the Word. You've got to test it against, uh, 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 is this actually you know, logical? Because, for example, a lot of people uh, I read say things like, um, uh, uh, this is a, new, a year where God's going to be doing new things. Have you heard something like that 10 years ago as well? God is, behold, God is doing a new thing. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. You know, God's not going to do a new thing this year. Do you know how I know that? Because that verse is taken out of context. Behold, I'm doing a new thing is, is, is in... in, 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 in um, uh, in context, it's about God's salvation plan. It's not about uh, uh, last year was rubbish and this year is going to be better. Because that's not how it operates. Okay, God's not doing a new thing this year. He's, you, you can do a new thing. Amen? You can do a new thing. You can do a great thing. Your year can be greater than last year. And it can be worse. It's up to you. You know, God always wants to heal, prosper, guide, fulfill promises. He's always, he's always on, always wanting to help us and lead us in uh, uh, paths of righteousness. He's always wanting to lead us to green pastures and still waters and all of that. But we've got to follow. Okay? And if we're not following, we're not getting anywhere to see these things. So, a few things. I, I just thought, let me jot down a few things and then we can get some feedback from you at the end. Uh, but getting the most out of 2023. Yeah, I think the first thing that I, um, as I was meditating on this, the first thing that jumps out for me is you've got to realize that not everything that happens this year is what God wants for you. I think we, we, we should all be uh, well acquainted with that and we should all be well grounded in that. But often I'll talk to people and little things will pop out that make me realize some of you, that subconsciously we have this underlying belief that if God wants it to happen, it's going to happen. And if God doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. That's a lie. It doesn't work like that. Okay? We'll look at a couple of verses in a moment. But, it, it, you know, like, um, in the, the, the best example is this. The, the, we were, when we're in Albania now, and um, uh, we need to find a church venue. And this kind of amongst everybody, this, this thought popped up somewhere. I can't remember exactly where. But the thought was that God has the perfect venue for us. 
Okay? In a, an atheist state, country, with less than 2% evangelical Christian and 70% Muslim, God's got the perfect venue for us to have church. <laughs> um, what if that venue hasn't been built yet and we've got to build it? What if there isn't a building that's available and we just have to make do with something that's... You know, I remember the first venue we had, it was like L-shaped. It was awkward. You couldn't really do much with it, like, but they did the best that they could and it was wonderful. But the point is, is sometimes things aren't going to be perfect and it's not, you know, we, we can have great and have good, but it's not going to be um, the best of everything, if that makes sense. So, you know, you've got to realize that it's not so much about what happens to you because, you know, there can be good, bad and ugly in this year ahead. But it's about how we respond to things, and then not just how we respond to things. Because if we go into the year with an attitude of responding, then we're not initiating. And there's a lot of things you would have realized already you've got to initiate if you're wanting to see some fruitfulness. Okay? Your decisions are going to determine how your 2023 is. Okay? So I've got a couple of verses I'm going to look up. Je uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness uh, the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. So this is showing us that the decisions you make are going to determine the outcome of your life. You know, someone dies and we're like, wow, uh, 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 it must have been their time. No, maybe someone shot them and they were prematurely uh, taken. You know, things like that aren't necessarily God. It's never God's will that someone gets shot. But what we've got to see is that decisions determine destiny. Okay, and this is showing us that we have a choice. So what are you going to choose? God's got good things in store for us, but what are you going to choose? You know, James chapter 1 verse 5 says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously. If you need, to, if you need wisdom to make decisions, and the Bible's encouraging us to ask God for the wisdom we need to make decisions, it means that if you don't have wisdom and you're, you're foolish, and you, you could make foolish decisions. And the Bible is encouraging us to ask God for wisdom so that we can make wise decisions. Let me ask, say it again. Why? Because you can make foolish decisions, and then your life can get, become a wreck. It can go completely off track. Uh, uh, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, and talking to someone, and... Um, Realize, like, even, you know, Martin and I have a great marriage. We enjoy it. And uh, I think our, our, our kids do as well and those around us. But the point is, is like, at any point, one of us could make decisions that cause everything to go off track. Like, you just choose not to seek God anymore. And that starts to pull you away and away. And then, you know, you start to, to do things you shouldn't do and things start to get messy. I mean, it was sad, and at the end of last year, to see another leader in, the, in church circles falling. Another leader being exposed for, for things. Yeah, and it's just like things like that are because of decisions. Because we're not operating in wisdom. So one of the things that we've all got to do 
is in realizing we've got decisions to make. God, what do you, what do you, what do you have to say about this? You know, one of the things I'm, I want to look at before we go any further is just what is God's will for us for, for, for this year and every year? Because it's always the same. God's will doesn't change. The, 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 the little details might change. You know, he might be like, um, change venues as a church. That, 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 that might happen. You know, he might say you, you, to, to change careers or, you know, move over here. Or do, there might be little things like that. But generally speaking, his will for us never changes. First Timothy chapter 2. Okay, let's look at a couple of verses here. First Timothy chapter 2. Verse 4. It's one we, we quote often. And it says that God wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. So God wants you to be saved. And if you're saved, tick. Now he wants you to understand the truth. Another translation says come to a knowledge of the truth. Okay, that's talking about uh, discipleship. So God's will for you in 2023 is to grow in knowledge of him and of who you are and of what you're called to. Okay, I can guarantee you that's God's will for all of us this year. He desires that none perish but all come to repentance. So, you know, we can be part of fulfilling God's will by helping others come to know Him. Then 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all else that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That shows us a couple things about God's will for us. He wants our hearts to be doing well. You know, so it's a good thing in the beginning of the year to ask yourself, how's my heart doing? Not just physically. Although that's included. <laughs> but emotionally, because the, the heart is the wellspring of life. Physically and emotionally. Hey. <laughs> now I'm thinking of it in a different light. But, but like, you know, if your heart's not doing well, you're not doing well. Okay. So he wants your heart to be doing well. He wants you to be prospering and being in health. That's God's desire for you. But here's the thing. If you're not going to be looking after your body, then you can't be in health. <laughs> you know, if you're just taking loads of, of, of medications that you shouldn't be taking and you, you're just um, eating whatever you want and whenever you can and you're just kind of doing all those kind of things, then what is it going to do? You're working against God's will for you. Some people call it faith, but it's foolishness. Eating whatever you want and just living however you want isn't faith, it's foolishness. This body is perishable. Okay? It is perishing. But, and, and it contains the glory of God, it contains the presence and the power of God, and I've got to, I'm a custodian of it as much as you are. We've got to look after our bodies if we're wanting to have a long life and if we want God to be able to work through us and use us in this earth. You know, so, so that means a couple of things. It means that you know, God's will for me is to be healthy. With, that includes eating. That includes exercise. That includes a couple of things. It doesn't mean you have to be like uh, Ben <laughs> and go to the gym yeah, uh, three times a day. No, I know you don't. But, but you know what I mean. It doesn't mean you have to do all of those things. It just means be healthy. Okay? And what is that all about? Making good decisions. Go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. 
So God's will for us is to be healthy. Okay, and that's his desire for us in, in the new year. And yes, there's a supernatural element. We all agree with that. Amen. But there's a natural element as well. You know, what's it? Romans 8 verse 11 says, The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us and gives life to our mortal bodies. You know what it calls your body? Mortal. Meaning it's perishing. Okay? And that verse in context isn't talking about it giving you life now. It's actually talking about the resurrection. Okay? I like to use it for healing and health, but it's a bit out of context. <laughs> the proper context is the resurrection. Okay? What I'm trying to show you is that we've got the Spirit of God in us, and it does affect our mortal bodies, but that's not an excuse not to look after your mortal body. Uh, John chapter 10, there's actually something else that just popped up for me here. It's in verse uh, 3. John chapter 10. It says, the gatekeeper opens, to, uh, opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Okay? End of verse 4 says, they follow him because they know his voice. This is, this is God's will for you in 2023, is that you learn to discern his voice more. You know his voice more. You're not just following every fad and fashion and uh, uh, this opinion and that opinion, but you know what God is saying to you and you're doing that. You know what? One of the things that we tend to follow is opportunities, and not every opportunity is from God. We need to hear from God, is this an opportunity from, from Him or not? Okay? Uh, um, but there's lots that we can say on that. But this shows us that we do hear His voice and God's will is that we know His voice and we follow His voice. We follow His leading. But look at John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose, Jesus is saying, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Better translated as, I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Not talking about riches as in money, but it's in reference to the Holy Spirit. The abundant life is the Spirit of God in us and the Spirit of God through us. So God's desire for us is to enjoy the abundant life this year by growing in understanding of uh, who He is in us and how to learn to walk with Him. How to learn to live in, from that place of uh, the Spirit. Then, Genesis chapter 12. Look at another part of God's will for you for 2023 and every year. Verse uh, 2. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all families of the earth will be blessed through you. Now there's a specific context here, but the principle still stands for us. God wants to bless us so we can be a blessing. Okay? At the time that God is speaking this to Abraham, do you know what? He had loads of money. Not God, Abraham. <laughs> so God wasn't talking about money. He was talking about something greater than that. And in our context, it does, you know, if we have money, we can be a blessing. Amen. So go and get money. But what God wants to bless us with and has blessed us with is His Spirit. 
And you can come into contact with so many people who your money cannot help. But the Spirit of God in you can help. So this is our, our year, always, we're living in the year always, of discovering how to uh, operate from the Spirit within so we can be a greater blessing. Because the Holy Spirit was not intended just for you to get some goosebumps and to feel good about yourself and to be encouraged when you're discouraged, etc., etc. God wants us to be uh, 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 fountains of blessing. That's why it's, the Holy Spirit is referred to as streams of living water. Because the streams go out of you. You're not a dam or a reservoir. You're a fountain. So start to see yourself like that and, 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 and even like make it a, a challenge for yourself. Who can I bless today? Maybe with a word of encouragement, maybe with uh, 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 even just a little bit of money or something, but how can I be a blessing? Okay? Smiles are great, but they don't help all the time. So smile at people all the time. Don't plan to smile at someone. <laughs> Unless you're making some moves and you're single. <laughs> but the other thing is, you know, when, 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 when uh, things happen this year, and... Um, Challenges come and, and whatever happens this year. We don't know what's going to happen this year. But whatever happens this year happens. One of the greatest things that we can have is perspective. Perspective can really help us to have a great year. Okay? Perspective. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 verse 4 shows us a bit about perspective. It says... Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. So this is saying that you're going through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not a nice place, but I have no fear. Why? Because I know God is with me. So the good, the bad, the ugly, we can always kind of default to, thank you God that you're never leaving me. You're always with me. Isn't that awesome? He is always with us. So because of that, we don't have to fear anything. You know, James 1 verse 2 to 3 shows us a bit about perspective as well. James chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produce, produces perseverance. What I like about this is it's saying... As the believer should have a different view on challenges. The, we as believers should see challenges and difficulties and problems differently. We should see them as opportunities to grow. Opportunities to be developed. Have you, you, I'm sure all of us have done things that we don't like doing but it's good to do them and you just have to keep pushing through keep pushing through it's difficult things you, you know it's, it's, it's wise to do them yeah uh, uh, because and you don't do them because it makes you feel nice you do them because it's the right thing to do like brushing your teeth I'm sure we can all say thank you to everybody most people for brushing your teeth because we appreciate that amen and for washing and for, for all of those things it's, some people don't enjoy doing that for whatever reason bless them but they're good things and they're a blessing to other people. But the challenges in life, we, must, we mustn't embrace them and say, wow, I love challenges. This difficult relationship, this poverty, this health problem. It's so awesome to have this. No, it's not. Fight it. Resist the devil so that he can flee. But in it, realize that God is working something in you. 
He didn't cause the problem at all. He had nothing to do with it. But he's working in you to make you better. Like uh, 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 I was chatting to uh, one of the, the, the ministry opportunities I had in, in uh, Germany was um, speaking to someone going through a really bad divorce. Really, really bad. If I told you all the details, uh, we'd all be crying. And um, it was really just bad. And, and he stops in the middle of, uh, of everything and he says, you know, and the one thing that's kept me going and it's kept encouraging me is what a couple of other believers have been saying to me. And that God gave this to me because he knew I could handle it and there's a purpose in it and it's there to strengthen me. And as I took a sip of my drink, I was like, I know this is why I'm here. <laughs> but uh, now I have to step out of my comfort zone, Jamie. And I have to take this head on. So I was like, I've seen a lot of people going through worse than you. And you know what's always encouraged them? I said, is knowing that it wasn't God. And if we look at the Bible, the good, uh, God brings good, never bad. You know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God wasn't destroying your marriage. It's the devil. Yeah, and, and, and we just started to talk about that and you could see the, the clock, the, the, the cogs going in his head and you could see how liberated he was after that. He enjoyed the fellowship even more <laughs> because he didn't have that weight of it, on him anymore. So we need to, 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 to never accept challenging circumstances and negative things from God, as from God. We need to resist the bad and we need to work with God to move forward. The best for me is the Philippians chapter 4. And you can go and read the whole um, chapter by yourself. But just the first, first uh, verse in, chapter, uh, in verse 4. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So this year, I would encourage you to, to make it your year of joy. Make it your year of joy. Where no matter what happens, this is going to be my happiest year yet. And it might be your most challenging, it might be your most difficult, you might have the most problems that you've ever had, but decide that at the end of the year, it's not going to cost you your health because you're going to have joy. You know, you can get through issues if you, if you choose to rejoice in the Lord, not in your circumstances, but you choose to rejoice in the Lord, it's going to help you stay in health. When, when things are eating away at your soul and they're pulling you down, you can rather be rejoicing in God. He's always with you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. And you can just be thankful. And what will happen is life will be flowing throughout your being. So rejoice in the Lord always. You're one of the things that can help you get the most out of 2023 is faith. So think about that for a moment. What are you believing God for in 2023? Think about it. What are you believing God for in 2023? I used to sit in, in January 1st every year and journal. That is the only day I would journal in the year. And I used to, to like write long stories and this is what I'm believing for, whatever. And, um, you know, I, I, I stopped that long ago. But, you know, it's not wrong to have a goal. It's not wrong to have a desire. It's not wrong to, to, to be trusting for something. But think about what are you believing God for in 2023. Now, I'm going to challenge that probably a bit. You know, I'm not speaking about materialism. I'm not speaking about fame. I'm not speaking about fortune. But what are you believing God for? 
Okay? Often, I started listening, we're dreaming bigger than God. It's possible. Because maybe, and, 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 and I mean, okay, whatever God's God for you is the biggest. But sometimes we're just thinking completely in a different direction. That's what I mean by we can dream bigger than God. Yeah, maybe God uh, 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 wants you to, I don't know what, I'm not even going to give an example, but sometimes we just think too big. And so we've got to be careful with that. Okay? But what are we believing God for? Because God wants us to be growing and moving forward and be fruitful. His desire is always more fruit. But what fruit? It's not talking about money. With all of this, it's important to remember what Proverbs says. The hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, so many people have goals and desires like, you know, um, uh, uh, going to gym or eating better or whatever. And uh, you, can, you can definitely achieve those kind of goals, but a lot of people don't. And so what happens? Their heart gets sick. Never mind their bodies, just their hearts. A lot of people, a lot of Christians are, are walking around with, with sickness in their heart because they don't see the fruit of what they're believing. They say they believe in X, Y, and Z, but they don't see fruitfulness in that. And so that kind of just pulls them down into, into even like a, a, a depression of sorts. We've got to be careful about that. That we're not uh, expecting the wrong thing or aiming in the wrong direction. I want to encourage you this year to have faith for a couple of things. I'm going to give you a couple of points here. But the first one is spiritual growth. Because that's the most important thing in our lives. You can't grow spiritually, okay? Growth, growing spiritually is about realizing what you've got spiritually. Okay, you don't attain more or obtain more except for information and revelation. But as you do that, it will transform every part of your life. I know it will. So spiritual growth is something that you should believe for. And not just believe for and trust for and a hope and a wish and a prayer, but go for Make decisions to go in that direction. Believe God that you'll step more into your purpose and your destiny. I, I know all of us desire that. So how do we, we do that? We believe God that we're going to step into more purpose, more destiny this year. God, I want more fruitfulness. I want you know, to, to be stepping in the right direction. How does that work? Relationship with God. You, if you're spending time with Him, learning to hear His voice, learning to know Him, what's going to happen? You'll grow in hearing His voice and you'll start to make better decisions. And then you could be going in a better direction. Have faith for what God has faith for. <laughs> so, so, like, dream with God. God, what do you want for this year? Then, I mean, there's going to be some obstacles and challenges this, this year. And, and I, I want to talk a little bit about dealing with them. Because I think, you know, knowing some of you and some of the challenges from last year and, 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 and even that are current, the biggest thing is there's obstacles, there's challenges. How do we overcome this? And if you don't have any problems or challenges, then probably buckle up. Or you'll meet people who need it. Okay, need to know this. But the, the thing with dealing with obstacles and challenges is you've got two things. You've got natural and you've got supernatural. And I, want to, I really felt stirred up to encourage us with this. There's natural and there's supernatural. Don't neglect the supernatural. But don't forget the natural. There's a balance there. 
There's a natural and there's a supernatural. Okay? I think a lot of people learned that lesson during COVID and lockdown. No matter how much they were confessing and confessing and declaring, we had to stay home. You know, I, I, I'm grateful for our attitude because we were stuck in New York at the time. Our, our attitude was, okay, God, we're just going to entrust this to you and we're just going to wait it out and then when you open the door, we'll come back home. And so we just ministered where we were and we carried on. We didn't go and wait at the airport and try and get on the next flight and pay thousands and thousands and thousands. We actually paid nothing extra to come home when we came home. And we had a great fruitfulness while we were there and all of that. We had a great time. We were happy. We were content. It was great. Why? Because our perspective on it was different. We realized that the governments of this world had made decisions that we cannot override. We can pray and we should pray, but we can't declare that tomorrow it's going to stop. We must pray for people's hearts to change and pray for things to stop and whatever. You know, there's many things that going on. But we must, so there's a natural, but there's also a supernatural. Okay? We have God authority. But let me ask you the question, over what? You're having a, a, a challenge in your, 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 with your spouse. You don't have authority over their decisions. Yeah, it doesn't take two to tango. But one person can just mug you. Who, whoever planned to get mugged here? Has anyone been mugged here? There has to be one person at least in the room. South Africa. <laughs> but you know, that, that, that's the point. Is that, that we, 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 we don't plan to get mugged and then other people's bad decisions affect us. So we don't have authority over other people. We can pray for God, uh, uh, God's influence in their hearts. We can pray against demonic influences, but we can't pray against their will. That would be witchcraft. So we have to consider, what do we have authority over? And then we've got to, I think in every situation, it's easy to get so caught up in the natural that we neglect and we forget the supernatural. Expect supernatural things to happen. I can't remember who it was. Recently, I should remember testimonies like this. Someone recently had a situation, it's very vague, uh, had a situation where there was some paperwork. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. And it just wasn't going through or something. Was it you then? No, I don't think so. No. And anyway, they, they came, I prayed, and we, we, we agreed together, and the next day it was all sorted out. I can't remember what it was, and that would make more of an impression. But, uh, you know, things like that happen. Yeah, I mean, there's a good example. It was Babton and Sanzel and, uh, and their situation where um, they got stuck in Italy. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much, or even for me, I missed my, um, my, my, my flight was delayed because of icy conditions. And then I got stuck in Dubai for 24 hours. I didn't declare that, the, that I'd get home within the next couple of hours and that the plane would take. There's only a plane every day. So I had to wait 24 hours for the next one. <laughs> there's one plane a day to Cape Town. You know, see what I'm saying? It's like there's natural things, but then you don't neglect the supernatural. Okay? How, how that, that, that application can just supernaturally be passed through. I've heard that so many times of visas and um, uh, 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 applications just supernaturally getting passed through because, and it's unexplainable. 
It's just God. I mean, good, good example. Uh, 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 my mother's been waiting for a visa for two years now. Okay? And, and she's still waiting. And things are passing through and whatever. Angelo, waiting for a visa. And it took how long? Two months. I'm not saying he's more spiritual. <laughs> it's a different visa. But the point is, it's like things happen. You know? You, you can only just, you realize that there's natural processes, there's natural procedures. And so you sometimes just have to wait and be patient. But then don't forget that we have a supernatural God and, we, and, and supernatural things can happen. Amen? For example, 2 Kings chapter 6. Go there with me. 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And verse uh, 15. It says, When the servant of the man of God got up early, if you haven't ever read this, I encourage you to go and read this whole chapter. It's very interesting. And you might have some questions afterwards. But verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. So now, it's just Elisha the prophet and this young man in the house, and he wakes up early and he looks outside, and he sees outside troops and, tr and horses and chariots everywhere, and he's panicking, because they are here to get Elisha. And he is with Elisha, so they're here to get him technically too. Okay? And Elisha says to him, verse 16, Don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Now, in the natural, you see Elisha and the boy, that's two. And you see, you can probably count them in hundreds. <laughs> the troops. Like, however many it had, it was many. Many more than two. An old man and a young boy. So, what do we see here? We see that Elisha is declaring to him uh, uh, something that is supernatural. He's saying, don't forget the supernatural. There's more with us than are with them. Verse 17, then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes. Elisha didn't pray, Lord, open my eyes, because he didn't need to see it. He was operating in faith where he knew that uh, this was a reality. But the young man didn't know that, so he needed to see it. O Lord, open his eyes and let him see the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. So them that are with you are more than, than whatever's coming against you. That's the principle that we need to remember here whenever we face anything or go into anything this year. Is that, hey, I've got God on my side. I've got favor with God. Them that are with me are more than those that are against me. So we mustn't neglect or forget the supernatural. You know, if you look at Luke chapter 10, verse 19, there's many other verses. But Jesus there says, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. So if there's something that the enemy is up to demonically, like attacking and do, playing games with, in your life, you can resist that. You can play against, pray against deception. You can pray and interfere with His plans and works in, in, in um, the affairs that are going on in your life. 
But so often we kind of just take things as natural. Oh, the reason why this is going wrong is just, it's just what goes on. You know, it's like um, uh, 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 if we were to pray for, for the ESCOM situation. There's a lot of things that need to take place for ESCOM to be corrected, right? But now declaring the lights to come on now and to stay on forever. <laughs> like, it's like, yes, all things are possible, but you're also taking that verse out of context. <laughs> Go look at the context. Okay? So some goals that I would recommend for the new year. Matthew 6.33. It says, uh, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Yeah, if you are wanting a great year and if you're wanting to get the most out of the year that you can get, it makes sense to have the primary in place and then the secondary will follow. Okay? If we have the primary things in place, then the secondary things will follow. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things talking about food and clothing and all that uh, stuff. And so if we look at that, then, then that is secondary. And yet that's what most people are chasing. We're chasing after needs to be met. And we need needs to be met. Amen? We have things that bills to pay. We've got to feed our families, etc. So that's important, but it's not the primary. Your career will do much better when the primary is in place. Now, what is the primary? Prioritizing what God prioritizes. Now, I don't know everything about everyone in the room, but I know with me even, that if I prioritize the kingdom first, every day, in everything, things always go better. And I'm sure for you, you, you recognize the same trait in your life, and you recognize that when you don't prioritize God, things don't go so well. Why is that? It's not because God is the Godfather and He's punishing you when you're not prioritizing Him. He's not the jealous lover like that who's kind of angry with you and now He's going to punish you. He's never like that. Okay? Uh, just because we are stepping out of the grace. We're not receiving the grace. When you're not walking in faith, which is in relationship with God, you're not walking in grace, which is His empowering and His blessing. The blessing and the empowering is yours, but if you want to walk in it, you've got to walk in it. It doesn't happen by accident. I've spoken to many people and, and, and counseled many people who face many different challenges. And sometimes I'm like, I haven't got an answer. I have no idea. Let's just pray and seek God. Sometimes I just don't know. But God knows, so let's seek Him. But sometimes it's more like a, there's clearly a priority out of order here. There's clearly a priority out of order. So you need to search your heart and see, are my priorities in order? Are my priorities in order? What I would prioritize this year, what I'm prioritizing this year, is grow, number one, growth through the Word. That's how we grow in our relationship with God and grow spiritually, is growth through the Word. One of the primary ways that that happens is growth through the church. Because the moment you get born again, you're born again into community. And we're never called into isolation. We're always called into family and to grow together. So growth through the word, growth through the church, growth through serving. Yeah, you know, 
most people would, would testify to that, that when they start serving, they start to grow. They connect with more people and they feel... And I'm not just talking about serving on a Sunday, although that's included, but I'm talking about just serving in general. Growth through giving. You know, when we prioritize God in our giving, we're generous. Giving to the local church. It's amazing the effect that that has on us. And on the church. You know, one of the things I want to encourage you with in this year is to make sure you're pursuing the right things. Pursue character and what's right. Keeping your word. Pursue integrity over convenience. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Not, don't choose convenience. Don't make decisions for, uh, decisions for pleasure and short-term gratification, but make decisions according to what's right. Because those are the kind of things that set you up for success. You've got decisions to make and you've got choices to make about things and whatever. It's always better to go for the long game rather than the short game. So choose what's right over what's easy. Four goals that I would encourage you with are spiritual growth, your relationship with God, your relationship with the local church. So that's the first goal. The second goal would be relationships. Invest into family, invest into friends, invest into church family. Make time. What do we mean by invest? It's make time for it. Prioritize it so that you can get more out of those things and, and uh, you can be a more of a blessing to others. But here's a, here's a goal that when I was meditating on this, I thought this is probably something that most people don't think of. Here's a great goal for, for, for the new year, and that is selflessness. We all love selfless people, and we all tend to dislike people who are full of themselves. So this is an answer to having more friends even. <laughs> is being more selfless. What do I mean by being selfless? Do something selfless for, some, for other people. Be a blessing. Not because it makes you feel good, or because it's convenient, or because you can. Sometimes it's difficult to, to, to be selfless, but you choose to be selfless. I would even say, make a decision to do something selfless every day until it becomes a habit. You see that parking first, and you deserve that parking, but you selflessly give it to the, the other person. You know? <laughs> Things like that. Where, where, where you're not just looking out for yourself. You know, think about it. Jesus humbled himself unto death. He wasn't thinking about himself. And then, like we said, make, a, make goals for personal growth and wellness. Like looking after yourself physically. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Growing in that way. But like I said, uh, 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 sometimes there's obstacles and challenges and roadblocks or whatever, and we must never eliminate the supernatural. Sometimes there's a natural thing that we just need to tweak in order to move forward. But I know naturally, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure that there's some people that I don't know about, where it's like that for you, where there's, a, 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 there's just a block, and it's, we're just not getting through. And I thought, before we close the service, let's just pray for those people. Okay, one of the things that I really would like to see uh, uh, this year is, I mean, we saw a lot of it last year. It's just more supernatural in terms of we 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 make taking note of what God's doing in the community. 
Okay, not just in reaching new people, but in, in terms of there was this problem and God changed everything. Okay, so there are some challenges and I'm not going to ask you to come up and tell your stories, but what we are going to do is just if you stand up where you are, then we're going to pray and we don't need to know the details because God knows the details and we're just going to speak life and speak change and, and speak into those situations and, and I want you to see if you have a word for somebody who is going to stand. It might be a health condition, it might be a, a, a visa, it might be paperwork, it might be employment, it might be whatever. So if that's you, stand up and let's pray together as we close off. So Father, we want to thank you right now that whatever the, the situations are that we need change in, we just thank you, Father, right now for change. We invite you into those areas and we just, we just invite you to bring correction, invite you to bring order, justice where justice is needed. We just invite you to, to put things, to make crooked paths straight. Right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you for... Even for those that are trusting for physical healing, we just thank you, Father, that you show us if there's something that we need to do naturally or even supernaturally to, to be able to, to, to see the, the healing that, that you've already provided for. And thank you for the wisdom that's needed, whatever the case is. But right now, we just speak life into each body, we speak life into each situation. We speak life into finances, life into families, into relationships, in the name of Jesus. Right now, any demonic attack and demonic activity that has been uh, uh, coming against anyone in this room, we just rebuke it now in the name of Jesus and we just command just clarity of mind and we just, we just thank you, Father, that things start to work out now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Just pray, Father, for each person in this room, for expectancy to rise up within us. That we wouldn't uh, just expect things to be the same, but we would start to expect the supernatural to kick in, in the name of Jesus. I just, I just feel like there's a couple of situations where there's blindness uh, 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 in, in relationships maybe in, in um, like sometimes people's my, uh, eyes have been blinded to you and they're not even seeing you so that's why you're not getting a promotion or uh, that advancement or whatever but right now where there's blindness involved I just rebuke blindness and I command open eyes and we just thank you Lord for, 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 for clarity in the name of Jesus thank you Father right now For people to see situations as they should see them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, right now, I just thank you for just you to reveal to each person that's standing uh, 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 what they need to do. If there's priorities that they need to, to get in order. If there's something that they need to adjust. Right now, I just thank you that you just give them a word 
in that area in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just be expectant for God just to speak to your heart right now. Mark, I just feel like God's just saying that there's more that's going to be restored to you. The, the, the enemy has taken more than I even know about. I just felt like God's just saying that He's going to restore more. In the coming weeks, be expectant. There's things are going to be catching you by surprise even. It's how He's going to be moving in your family and in your life. And Father, I thank You that You're raising Him up and that you're going, He's going to see good things starting to happen in unexpected areas. In the name of Jesus. And if there's any kind of a, a, a thing holding you back, like, I just feel like God's just saying that there's something that you're just holding on to that you just need to let go of. Whatever that is, just let go of it because it's holding you back from receiving. Father, whatever that is, I thank you that Michael will just let it go. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 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 Janesh and Leandre, I just feel like God's just showing me that you, you, you've been trusting for something. And I just feel like God's just saying to you that He sees, He knows. And I just feel like Him encouraging you not to give up hope, not to give up on, on what you're believing Him for. Father, I just speak life, where life is needed in that situation. In the name of Jesus. Correction, where correction is needed. Now thank you just for, 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 for a testimony to come out of this situation. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I feel like some of you have been knocking on the wrong doors. Do you feel like you've just been knocking and knocking and knocking? And I'm going to pray for you now. You just respond in your heart. But Father, I pray for those that have been knocking and nothing's been happening. They've been knocking and wondering, why aren't doors opening for me? Right now, I thank you that you show them the doors that they should knock on. Thank you that they would start to see doors that they've never seen before in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And Father, I just pray for new opportunities for those that are looking for them. Thank you that even this week, there's going to be new opportunities. I feel like that's a word for you as well, John Mark, that God's going to bring new opportunities for you. And it's kind of like a, seems like a different path almost, but it's still the path that you should be on. Father, I pray that whatever that is, it would make sense to Him. And I thank you that as He walks down that path which seems unfamiliar, I thank you that it's taking Him into greater places of effectiveness and fruitfulness. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.co. And if you're ever in the Cape Town area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, 
www.gracelife.co.